This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Woman and Money Empowerment Show. My name is Yulin Lee, and I am your host. In these episodes, you will hear my heart-to-heart conversations with women from all walks of life, sharing their wisdom and their journey to success. I hope through these stories, you will find inspirations and affirmation that ordinary people like you and me, we can achieve extraordinary results and live an extraordinary life. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome, welcome, Darcy. Thank you so much for spending your time with me at this hour on my Women, Money, and Empowerment show. I am really, really excited for the conversation that we're having today, and that is, you know, for many people like you and I, we're in this phase where we are either approaching or have moved beyond the half-century mark in our life, that um, there are a lot of things happening and uh, we're also becoming more reflective in what we've done in our life so far and what we want to do going forward. So through all of that, I find, um, you know, myself included, sometimes we're excited about new things. Sometimes we have a lot of fear. And so as you and I, we talked a, a little while ago, I just really found your story to be very inspiring and impressive at the same time. So that's why I'm so happy that you're here with me. And uh, so we're going to dive into this topic of, um, you know, how to best live out our second act in our life. Before we jump into that, I would love for you to give our audience a little brief introduction of who is Darcy Elman. Love to. My name's Darcy Elman. I am a real estate agent here in the Bay Area. I primarily work with people who are run to elevate their lifestyle. That is a theme that I have been passionate about. I'm still passionate about. And I um, I care about my clients. And I my goal is always to introduce clients to ways, neighborhoods or lifestyles that they never even dreamed was right, right in front of them. Oh, great. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for the intro. And for those of um, our audiences who are living in the Bay Area and San Francisco Bay Area, uh, Darcy is definitely a great resource for for all of us. Um, okay, so now let's dive into today's topic. Um, and I, this is actually something that I'm becoming more and more passionate about. Um, part of it is because I've also crossed my half century mark uh, a few years ago. Um, but I think it's also actually a very interesting time in our life as well, in that. You know, in the past, we we seem to have these formulas that you know other people have defined for us, whether it's parents, whether it's society. You know, and when we're young, we're not thinking as much, so we're just do 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 do. And then once we move into our forties and then fifties, we naturally become a little bit more reflective. We slow down a little bit, and then this is where I'm finding that I'm loving the this age where where, where we are now because it's a lot juicier than just the do, do, do kind of lifestyle. And so, and that's why when, you know, you and I spoke a little while ago, when I heard your story of how you've moved through the different transitions in your life. And I thought that is so on point with what I've been thinking myself. And then also how I'm helping my clients in their life as they make these same similar transitions in this period of our life. So I would love for you to share. I know you said you ha- you used to own a, a 
a kind of a wellness business, but if share with our audience, what were you doing before? And then how did you get into real estate? What was that thing that made you do the switch? Yeah, that's a really interesting journey. And I'm excited to share that with the audience. I um, started my career as a professional dancer. I just was who I am. And so I think the underlying um, operating system in my first career was tenacity, um, athleticism, and going for, you know, being as a beautiful mover and performing at the highest level that I could achieve. So when I started having some problems with my body, it was a natural fit for me to move into helping people with their bodies, starting off with Alexander Technique and postural uh, movement re-education. Then um, that kind of led me to asking some really important questions about helping people and helping people on their journey. And everything I'm about to roll out has to do with my inner desire to find out a little bit more about what my career is so that I can be better at serving whoever my client was at the time. So my first question had to do with, you know, why are people having patterns that, uh, that, that lead them into pain? And that was a question I was curious about. I ended up um, becoming a cranial sacral therapist working with trauma. And then from there, my question was, why are people in this karmic revolving door of their patterns? And from there, I decided to uh, do some energetic work with different uh, medicine people in Peru and up in the mountains um, in the Sacred Valley. And after a really deep dive into from karma to dharma, I decided to uh, kind of was like really wanted to get back to my movement self. So I trained in yoga and I got certified. And while people were doing yoga, I started to ask myself, well, people don't seem to have core. And what is it about the body in terms of being a skillful mover? and I became certified in Pilates. And after years and years and years, um, my, my journey took me down to the Palo Alto area and I opened a wellness studio that had almost everything under one umbrella, which was a passion of mine and it was really exciting. And I feel like if you can make it in Silicon Valley, you can make it anywhere. It's um, a very, uh, it drew on a lot of my business prowess and I felt like, okay, I'm doing this, I get it. But there was something really missing for me and I didn't know what it was. And I had never not been confident in my career because my career started off as a dancer and I was, all, I was working with the body and I was kind of at a mastery level. So I was super confident with whoever walked into my studio and what was in understanding how I was gonna help a person and understanding how trauma played out and understanding what it takes to change. And when we talk about confidence, we're really in the conversation of change. And when we change, everyone has a different um, a different way of embodying or in going through change. Some people love change. Other people back away from change. Some people freeze. And uh, on a whim, I was kind of like, wow, I really wonder what it means to make money. That was the question I had. While I was running the studio, I was kind of like not really to be totally transparent to our audience, I was never really breaking $75,000 a year, even though I had a waiting list. It was just service industry. There's only so many people I could see, so much I could do, so much I could charge. And, but more than that, 
I was so curious about how the world worked around money. And I came from some money, and my story was is that I'd be provided for, which I found out very quickly in my first marriage, that was definitely not going to be the case. So that was kind of a shattering of a story that left me feeling like, wow, I've got to get out there and I've got to, I've got to, I'm on my own here. So fast forward to this question about money on a whim, I decided to study real estate online every night, one year, remember my tenacity because athletic background, I just sat there on a couch studying with the thought, if I pass, I pass. If I don't, I don't. It was an interesting experience. And um, oddly, I passed that test. And I felt unsure about taking my a step forward into an industry I knew nothing about. And I was ready and I didn't have confidence, but there is a part of me, how I handle change, is that if I feel on some deeper level, something's drawing me forward, I hate to say it, but I blindly follow. And it was a blind, you know, throw it all to the wind. I am going to take my first step and join a brokerage firm. And I did own some real estate then. I had bought my first house for $200,000. Um, with my second husband, it was a rental. And the brokerage firm asked me if I had any experience at which I was not confident. And I didn't want to show my cards even though I didn't know that was an expression that realtors use all the time. But I was, I guess I was kind of a bit of a strategist even then. And I just was like, well, you know, yeah, I've owned houses and I, you know, I did the best I could in a very subtle way. So one brokerage in that moment, that first brokerage, nothing happened for me. And that was my first big lesson in the world of money. And that is when nothing is happening, nothing is happening, meaning you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. First lesson. So my vulnerability in my first two years in real estate was um, I didn't know if any I could do this industry because nothing was happening. And it wasn't until I had I went to a mentor of mine down in the Palo Alto area, actually the Los Altos area, and I called her and she just blurted out, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. You got to get out of there. So in that moment, I thought back. I was given a $17 million portfolio deal. I'm just telling you this story because it's some, it's a, it's something to kind of listen for. I was confident because I knew developers from be living in Silicon Valley. When I was given it, I was like, let me make a few calls. At that moment, the top tier at that brokerage firm cast me out, told me there's no way I was going to do this deal. They shut me down so fast. Okay. That moment I lost confidence because someone actually didn't believe in me. And I actually was like standing up going, oh, okay, I know three developers that would probably love to do this deal. It was on waterfront property and it was eight parcels with multi-units all through them. But in that moment of being shut down with men telling me there's no way I was going to accomplish my goal, I believed them. And mm -hmm. the ground fell out from under me in this industry. And mm -hmm. it was a defining moment because as my mentor was saying, I'm going to open the door to another brokerage firm, I started to back away in movement sense of what I thought could be, I was blindly giving myself to this industry and I was faced with a male attitude of, oh, this lady's in her 50s, 
She can't know anyone with that much money. She's not up for this kind of a deal. I did go to another brokerage firm. I, I, I followed my mentor. I wasn't alone. That, that meeting went great. And I had been kind of nursing a $7 million deal in um, San Francisco. I, I, I basically, that those people, I pitched it several times, I never got it. But in the new brokerage firm, I did. Confidence started to build again. Truthfully, I had only done one deal by then. So my second deal in real estate was $7 million. So to say I didn't understand how money worked, I didn't. But I had pulled in a realtor who kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. I wasn't alone, but I, I got that deal. The, the developers that gave me that deal, it was a new construction house, believed in me. That's an important aspect because when we make a change in our careers, if, some, if there's one person that holds out a hand and says, I believe in you, you can reach out and take that person's hand and take another step and say, I believe in me too. And yeah. it doesn't take much. Yeah. Long story, fast forward, eight years later, I stand here kind of um, being, you know, in a high percentage of people who do real estate in the Bay Area. My experience of how money works has been an interesting journey. And I will say that I've come out the other side of, okay, now I understand this. Now, what do I want to do with my life? So my message when we, when we, you and I spoke, Yulin, is that for me, blindly following something that was drawing me forward was about my personal growth, but also it was about understanding that, oh, now I know I can make money. Now I have freedom because I have money and I have choice. So that's kind of how I got to where I am. And I'd say that every step of the way was an inquiry and a question that led me to where I am right now. Thank you for sharing your, your journey here because I, you know, there's so much to unpack, but I think that the, I, what I'm hearing, there's a central theme here and which is for you, you've always had that intuition of making those inquiries and asking questions. Right. And I think that is so important because for many people, that may not be the default way of behaving. I think for actually a lot of us, we move through life just doing things that we thought we were supposed to do. And in that model, there's actually not a lot of deeper inner inquiries. And I think what you had was that, and that that was a gift um, that, that that you had, that you've, you've always known to ask the right questions. But also, I think the fact that, and I know you said several times about blindly following that calling, probably for us, you know, at the kind of three dimension, in the three dimensional world, it may seem like it's a blind follow uh, to whatever was calling you. But I, I would argue that those are our intuitions that's actually giving us input and feedback to our life journey. And I think for people who really are in tune to that and follow that, what you end up finding is just so beautiful on the other side. And so bravo to your blind follow. <laughs> one thing I will I agree with you. And one thing I'll say about that is that um, when one thing that's difficult when we're changing our paradigm and changing and growing out of our world. Look, I have never did anything that wasn't the body. I just never have. I did danced in high school. I went to college for dance. I 
became a dancer because I majored in dance in college and then I was an artist. So as we grow um, a new limb of our being, we mm. don't speak that language. Right. And how each of us take that step, like you know a job is coming to you, it's not something you know you even have a background in or you want to start a business, but you don't really have everything together because you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something about being so removed from a language that you've never spoken and stepping into that, that's a little bit like traveling. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like you step in, you step off the plane, you're in another country, you breathe, you look around, you you have to resource, you know, your own inner skills and your own inner intuition and belief that you will know the wrong decision, be discerning, and something's going to carry you, something bigger is going to carry you. And for me personally, being hit with, you know, anyone that says no to me, I didn't grow up in a family like that. My mother was always saying yes to me. Yes, you can do this. Yes, what do you want to be? Yes, you're going to do it. Do Go for it. You can do it. So right. when I was older male shutting me down, yeah, I was kind of like, okay. Um, didn't sit well, huh? <laughs> I was a little, I was depleted. Yeah. I was yeah. flattened. It was, you know, it was like, how do you bounce back from that? But, you know, we do because we are resourceful and women are resourceful. Right, right. And I think something you said earlier about, at that point, you actually reached out for help, acknowledging that that your confidence at that time has been crushed. And rather than just go hide ourselves in the little corner somewhere, you actually reach out to, to, for help. And I think that is such a crucial reminder for everyone that and something else that you said earlier, which is, you know, about confidence and all of these transitions. It's about change. Like, so how do we deal with change? And, and you know, how do we create or maintain or even build up even more confidence as we go through the, the transitions in our lives? Um, so what you just shared, I think it's so valuable. And I, and I love your analogy of being like travel because, you know, with many of the women that I work with in their late 40s or 50s, as they're moving through the same, you know, transition that we're talking about, like you said, they, they realize money is that that the one new limp that I need to learn, that I need to grow because I have been spending my most of my life on um, whether it's creating my career in a different industry or whether it's taking care of my kids, my family. Money has never been a central thing in my life. And now that I'm in at this point where I really want to live for myself and they all of a sudden realize oh my God, money is the thing that I need to learn so I can actually live the life that I want for the rest of my life. That, But then, you know, what holds them back is this this fear of, and, and, and this may not be conscious to them that I don't speak the language, that I don't know how things work, uh, but you just articulated that, right? Is that, that it is normal that each time as you grow a new limb, you don't speak the language, so we just go learn to how to speak the language. And, and but learning in that process of learning the new language, we are also leaning into our own inner strength for knowing that what I have, I have what it takes to grow this new limb. So that is so beautiful for 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 sharing that. Yeah, 
I've been thinking a lot about transitional process and I've been thinking a lot about I said it to my women's business group this week it, that I am a director of um, and that is if you want to know what you're thinking look at your life and the reason why I'm saying that is because I've been really curious about where my mind focuses and if I am focusing on okay this is new okay I haven't written this contract before okay I'm not sure which contract goes with that problem that's coming up in this transaction as I'm representing a buyer all of those moments are opportunities and saying to yourself I really don't know I better go ask someone or not be in judgment but where is my mind focusing and I think that we have enormous potential in changing how we think and what we attract mm-hmm. uh, what we think follows what we feel right and it's okay I, I mean I will share with everyone just very vulnerably when that person shut me down I went in my car I left that office immediately went to my car just cried and who wouldn't mm-hmm. because I was so shut down and I didn't speak the language of being shut down in my family of origin mm-hmm. that's the thing is I didn't come from that language mm-hmm. so I literally was like and some people do I've told this story before people are like oh that's my mother mm-hmm. oh, that's my father but I didn't speak that language of my primary parent mm-hmm. and it was harsher than maybe it would have been if I had been shut down my whole life right. because I, because it was I was startled I was shaken I was thrown off course and we will be challenged when we grow a new limb right and when we're challenged it's a way that the universe is saying hey are you really ready hey hey Darcy are you really ready to stand strong and dig deeper into your core and be present with you know everything um that growth is asking of you yeah are you ready for your ego to give up what is known to be true and and, and comfortable yeah and huge opportunities so yeah yeah and and you know what, what you just said reminded me of this quote that I heard from you know the coach that I follow uh for you know the coaching coach um and he said you know he was talking about are you ready you know this whole question and and this is also something that a lot of us use kind of almost like excuse for why we're not moving forward with whatever we wanted to do because we're not ready or we don't feel ready and then he said what if we shift that what if we change that question and and shift that mindset to say um why don't you start today and see what you're really ready for exactly yeah and and i think that's just so beautiful because now when we put in that frame of mind then it is about action right i'm right. knowing i'm ready for this okay i'm doing this and what else i need to do so it's it's a really forward moving action oriented question than just telling yourself you're not ready yeah cuz i mean success i guess we, when we really look at what success is or we really look at what money is it, each person is going to define that for themselves mm-hmm. and when if we're up for the journey then we're on the path. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you know you get to the path and you're not really up for the journey because everyone has their own pace. Right. I think that's another part of that we never really give ourselves permission to take it 
this the pace that each person needs to take it at um mm -hmm. i want to say that again because confidence is not instantaneous mm -hmm. trust is not a given for people who have been traumatized and don't know and cannot navigate and move because they've never been given the the permission to move from a family of origin that's a whole piece of moving forward in life so that's not a given so for some people trust and confidence is going to be built with each step that in something that they have hap it happens really easy or okay now that's that's a door that's shut and i'm still going to stand here right at that door uh wow huh um hmm, how am i going to open this door and then dig and then figuring it out that's a trust building moment yeah and we yeah. don't we're not we're not prepackaged you know what i mean right that's right or like, we can ask the question of this is the other question my coach you know talked about is asking a different question when you're in a place when you feel like you're stuck so if this door slams on you maybe this is the wrong door maybe there's a different door absolutely yeah yeah and it's really and i think it's important to say your truth which you started to talk about at the beginning each person's truth is it's worth asking the question what's my truth and then asking the question whose truth you know how old am i in this truth right because right. sometimes our truths are really a, a, a young age that's holding us in a pattern that makes no sense for who we're trying to become. So mm -hmm. it's like, yes, that is my truth, but not anymore. Yeah. Or yes, that is my truth, but I'm going to need some help in this moment. Or right. yes, this is my truth and I'm going for it. Right, right. So, you know, just keep in mind with our talk to really help um, woman going through this transition, you know, they're they're marching into the fifty their fifties and really thinking about maybe making major shifts in their life to really focus on themselves because now they've done the kids, they've done the career. What advice would you give them in opening whatever doors they may need to open? Like in in terms of like if you had like a quick like maybe top three steps or or tips on like what what would you advise a woman who are looking to be an intentional director and scriptwriter of their second act? Yeah, excellent question. I, you know, after family, it is a redefining moment. We're not mother anymore in the uh, in the sense that we're driving. You know what I mean? We're launching a, a child or helping a child develop. My recommendation would be to play, be playful, uh, go out and explore. It's your turn. I, I think someone told me that when I was, I really wanted to meet someone. I was single for a long time and I was taking Aikido and the sensei said to me, hey, Darcy, it's your turn. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, you know, it's exciting. So my recommendation for people who are starting who are in their fifties, yeah, you don't have to return to what you know and what you've done because who are you now? And a lot of times our next act is right in front of us because mm -hmm. our next act is something we we are all we already love and we're already passionate or already doing something that really brings us a lot of joy mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what i would say is is that make a list of everything you love that really brings you happiness because happiness there's no all the money in the world does not bring people happiness 
and joy and happiness and doing what you love, you know you would do it for free, but you can monetize it as well. <laughs> and on that note, I did want to share a little bit of when you're in a career that's not quite right, but you've worked really hard to be in it, you know it's not quite right and you may be a little bit nervous because you're already so successful, but that also is okay because you can, like, it can be a stepping stone to whatever next is on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, That. thank you. That. That is so, I, I, I love it. That. That's so, so beautiful because, you know, what you said about play, because I, I personally also, it wasn't intentional. I wasn't intentionally telling myself to go play, but if I look back, it is true that when I started to like mentally, when I started to just let go, like if you, you know, if, if, I've, if I've been so tied on, like this is the way it has to be for my career, for raising kids, for being a mom, we've been so tied up in what we, you know, the socially defined of what, what it should be. And once we, we let that go and just go play, I am more, you know, I'm definitely, I have been playing a lot more in the last few years. And, you know, the one thing I, I used to always tell myself that uh, I'm not a creative person. I never see myself as a creative person because I have, you know, my trainings, engineering, you know, computer science, finance, it, I've never been in a creative, you know, field. So I never see, I never feel that I was a creative person. But the more I start to let myself play now, I have people tell me, wow, you're so creative. I'm like, really? Right? And so I, I just love the advice that you just gave in that I think when we allow ourselves to play, and it's so true that whatever you love is already there and you just give it more space and it, it, it you know, then it becomes, it'll be clear exactly how you're gonna write the script for your second act. Because I think we're all, when, you know, we go to school, we go, if people go to college, they do, if they go into trades, they do, or whatever, whoever is listening to this, whatever your path has been is absolutely fantastic. And, um, but, you know, after kids, it's kind of like, we all ask ourselves, like, well, who are we? What's our life looked like in a larger sense? And I, you know, I passed out of my fifties into my sixties. And I still was working just so hard, just just working like the way I've always worked. And it's only been this year that I looked up from a lifetime of, of, of work and focus and intensity um, and said, what, what do, how do I really want to live? What's going to be fun? How can I have time for my own, you know, playful self to like, you know, be here? And it wasn't, it was only my story that was getting in the way. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like I had to work as really hard to have a great house. I live in a great house. It wasn't like I had to work hard or I didn't have friends. I have great friends. You know, I um, I had more than uh, my story was embracing. Hmm. And when I was like, oh, wait a minute, there is another, you know, I am morphing. That was like air just came in. I just felt like, oh my God, this is great, you know, and it changed how I, I live my day to day. It just changed yeah. how I schedule. It changed how I'm thinking about what is my next 40 years going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's, that's so beautiful. I, I, I would love to, um, 
keep on chatting with you on this subject because I think we're both uh, moving through the through this this phase of our life and evolving in onto you know newer things for ourselves. Um, but to kind of wrap up this particular talk, what would you say? How does money show up for you now? And because I know you, one of your key question earlier on is you you wanted to know how how does money work? And so having done that now, how does money show up for you? And then also like what kind of words of wisdom would you leave with our audience? Yeah, my epiphany kind of came in terms of money, which was when I was a single mom and I was running all over creation for sport events, sports events with my son, and then homework, and then his. You know, it was just everywhere, and I just sat down one day, completely exhausted, and said, "Why can't my money work for me instead of me working for my money?" Mm. It was a launch pad that was the beginning of everything. I thought about money began to change. When I and if you're listening to this now, you might say to yourself, "Well, I'm barely making ends meet," or you might say, "Well, I have all this money in the bank, but I need that in the bank. It needs to be liquid." Whatever you're thinking, I'm here to say it's worth just opening up and considering that your money can work for you, and that you don't have to be so fearful about what you have and the fact that it's going to go away. Because if you have the right mindset. Money multiplies; it doesn't go away. And every woman on this call absolutely has the one main ingredient that allows money to multiply, and that is intuition, discernment, and and aligning with the correct people. Yeah. If you're not in the world of asset management and in the world of finance and trading, then it, it's going to be hard for you to navigate channels where money can multiply. Inside itself,、mm -hmm. and what happened for me personally is is that I had bought for two hundred twenty-seven thousand my first house、um, up in wine country. I owned a business, I sold a business. It's a long story, won't get into on this call. And when I did that, I bought my first husband had no money. I bought a house because that was my goal in life. I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy a house, and I did. We got divorced. I made it completely right. We split our assets. I kept the house. And fast forward, second marriage, when I became a realtor, I was like, "I'm going to sell the house." That was my first deal. That house for two twenty, two hundred twenty-seven thousand, even though I took some equity out of it, multiplied to I sold it for six hundred. I don't know, eighty-seven thousand dollars. So that equity that I had from that sale, I put into a multi-unit. I do know the North Bay. I raised my son in the San Rosa area, so that is a neighborhood. I became in that moment. I started to understand real estate and investing in real estate in areas that I knew and that I trusted, and that I knew the I knew exactly what I was buying and what I was getting, and I knew the rental income I was going to get.、Mm -hmm. And from there, I kind of began to train and began to have a niche of being a real estate、um, investor, you know, a real estate agent who focuses on investments. Not all; it's not the only thing I do, but it is a niche of mine, and I do do it. So. What I learned about money is is that, and I am like no, I am like everyone else on this call. I love fashion. I love to shop. I love to go out with my girlfriends. I love food. I love travel. <laughs> I love all of it. You know, I have a husband. I love to travel with him too. You know what I mean? I have a son. I want to leave him money.、Um, I we have the same list. <laughs> we all have the same list. Okay.、Yeah. Um, but I will say that 
if the money I made in deals in real estate was the only thing I was living on, I'd probably be sitting with a little different attitude. But what I want to say to everyone is if you have some, you even if you put your money in a fund and you can just look at that statement and know there's growth there, you're gonna, your attitude about trust and belief and confidence around money is going to change. Yeah. If are, if you have money in the bank and you're not spending it, it's a scarcity type mindset yeah. that's not going to allow your money to increase because you won't let it. Yeah, yeah. And money increases when your mindset is I feel really confident. Oh my God, I am going to take um, this money. I'm going to put it on in. I, I actually need passive income. There's different ways you you invest money, and you and I know you can help people with this. You don't, maybe you you don't like real estate. Maybe you don't want to be a landlady. Not a problem. There's other ways to invest that every month you can see growth. There will always be risk. There will always be risk in investment. But having your money in a bank and having nothing is, there's no growth there. Yeah. Yeah. So money multiplies with confidence, but also money multiplies with aligning with the right people who can help you invest your money for you with whatever's right for you. And everyone has what's right for them. Right. I know real estate. I feel comfortable, and I like I like people, and I like being a landlady. Mm -hmm. I like passive income. Mm -hmm. That's a conversation I'm willing to have with people because there's it's a calculated risk. No one has ever lost money with me. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly do flips. I just I'm not a real estate agent for flips because I haven't done it myself. I don't know enough about it. And the and you have to be someone who's loves high risk investments. So it isn't something that um, I am marketing i just don't market flips but any other investments i do really love so the, i would say confidence investing with you have the money that you have even if you have no money and you just have i have an extra 150 a month not a problem that investment is going to keep multiplying if it's in the right if it's moving in the right avenue right and and thank you for for sharing your 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 own story as well and because what i'm hearing it's it's exactly what i usually say to my clients and that was being that was kind of my journey at the beginning was there was a shift in how i think about money and income is that i shifted from being a income earner to a wealth builder mm. and and that is essentially what you described right is that you know we all start out as a salary worker with a job or whatever but if we stay there then we're yeah then then it's a grind for the rest of your life but if we shift our mindset to say i'm a wealth builder then your mind start to like pop in all sorts of directions about how do i build the wealth and you and i we both love real estate and it's it's definitely something that um i would recommend to a lot of people but at the same time like you said it's not for everyone and that is part of what you said earlier too, it's about discernment, right? It's like, it's its knowing who you really are and what you are good at, what you what you like, and then align yourself with the people in that particular area to help you build the wealth in the way that fits your lifestyle. So thank you so much for spending the time with me. And I would like to invite all of the, the audiences who's listening to this. And if you're a woman in your 40s and 50s and can relate to these stories, can relate to these evolution transitional uh, both challenges and growth uh you know with us then we i invite you to connect with both of us and so darcy tell us uh where can people find you yeah so i um i i work with compass that's the brokerage firm i work out of um i am 
at 1699 Van Ness in San Francisco. And you can find me at Darcy period Elman at compass.com. You can find me on my website at Darcy Elman real estate.com and um, 415-246-6516, but just Google my name and this little a lot of information there. I wrote, I've been writing a lot of blogs and my website has quite a bit of information on it. Right. I border on some commercial. Um, so if it's residential and there's commercial with it, it's fine. Um, if you want to jump into uh, mixed use buildings as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much again. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. If you ever have doubt for a moment about yourself, your capability, or your worthiness, please remember to keep coming back to these stories. And lean in, draw the wisdom and strength from these incredible women and know that you also have what it takes to live a fulfilling life. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.